you know, my biggest crisis of faith was uh, about four years ago with uh, my daughter having a traumatic brain injury. That's Dugan Chirbandi, a good father and son prayer, Wisconsin. I sat down and caught up with him on my other podcast, Jeff Isn't Working. And I wanted to put this segment here as it pertains specifically to to fatherhood. And I just remember real clearly, like in the heaviest, darkest moments, just having the sense of God saying, like, don't hold back. Like, don't don't you dare try to like sugarcoat this, you know, anger, confusion, hatred, rage. Uh, don't try to pretend it's not there. Don't try to distract from it. You know, God almost being like, you're not going to, you're not going to offend me. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, cause me to like think less or love you less. You're not going to hurt me. Like he's like, I'm way bigger than that. So you just let it out. You know, I've always said too, like, God, I think God would rather us authentically say, I hate you than falsely say, I love you. Yeah. And I've, I said that, 100%. I said that many times to him. Yeah. So, and and yeah, you so can that, understand that as a father, right? I mean, you know, even on yeah. this on this plane, totally. yeah. So, talk to me about you. You'd mentioned yeah. your your daughter's uh, injury. Do you do you mind talking about that? Oh my gosh, no, not at all. Okay, so he, uh, our son. Not that it's even on the same level, but our son recently got diagnosed with do syndrome, which is a form of epilepsy. That's like kind of hardcore. And it kind of caused me to really examine my faith. And I think for about 20 years, I was kind of like hiding under the radar because I know what it is to be like called of God. It's not, it's like hell really. Like if you read the Bible, like to be chosen <laughs> of yeah. God is yeah. never a luxury. Yeah, totally. It's never like uh this right. is going to be awesome. I want you to be a minister on this yacht. <laughs> no, no. It's like your life is going to be <laughs> incredibly hard because you need to show like, it's going to show faith to people, you know, and whatever. Um, did you, so your daughter had an accident on like a very, it wasn't even a very dangerous seeming thing. Right. But golf cart, is that. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredibly I mean, fluky is the word I use because, yeah, yeah. She, she was in our neighborhood on a golf cart, which she'd been on a dozen times before. You know, it was yeah. her neighbor across the street who we knew. She They had a little girl about her age um, that, you know, played with all the time. They cruised around the neighborhood uh, with a, with an adult driving. It sounded like they were, you know, joyriding. So, yeah, so it was the, the adult, the mom, she was driving with her daughter, Ava, I think another little girl, and and Ava fell off and uh, yeah hit her head in a way that but somehow was just really severe. Um, in fact, you know we've wondered if maybe we, we've asked if could it be possible she had like some random aneurysm uh, that oh, caused yeah. her in injury just because it was like she was two feet off the ground going eight miles an hour. Like how yeah. how bad can it? In fact, I, it, when she first fell off, you know, they kind of stopped and, and then they thought she was being silly, like just laying on the ground. 
because yeah. you know again they're like you just slipped off the golf cart so um so yeah Lin, uh, Lindsay and i uh we were at our son's swimming lesson i got a call from the neighbor and she was kind of freaked out and so at the time i i i guess i sort of was like I'm, she's i'm sure she's fine like well yeah we'll call the ambulance let's let's do process or whatever and so i left and drove quick uh to get home and uh when i got there the ambulance was there they were getting her loaded up and man like the minute i saw her face um i could tell uh there i could tell there was brain damage that's honestly wow. what the first thing i i just could tell so uh yeah, I can, I can, I'll just overview it and then you feel free to ask any, anything you want. So she suffered a traumatic brain injury. Um, and I mean, we were in the hospital for weeks and weeks and months and months at a time. Uh, long, long stretch, especially right after that. She had emergency brain surgery right away. I mean, she should have died like three times legit wow. like medically she should have she should have died many many times uh from the moment it happened from the i mean on the ambulance right there it became the god however he did it it became very clear that i felt like we needed to pray for healing yeah. and, and it wasn't it wasn't just like a oh i'm a hurt dad and want i want a, an undo button in fact, the thing, I mean, I, I'll never forget that on the ambulance right there, all I could think about, all that was brought to mind was uh, when Jesus said to the little girl, I can't, in, in Mark 23, uh, he said, little girl, get up. It was the little girl Cone, who, had, man. who had, that's it, dude. That yeah. was, I didn't, I didn't remember that phrase at the time, but all I heard was little girl, get up. And I just like. That I was praying, I'm like weeping in the, in yeah. the ambulance and I have no idea what's going on or what's going to happen. But that was so clear. And since that moment, we have felt that really, really clearly, like she will be healed. Now, I, I'm also, I, I like to think I have a healthy, balanced perspective on things. And I feel like, uh, you know, we approached that not in a way that was like, well, we're not going to do anything medical because we're praying for healing. Right. But but nor nor were we on the other end of the spectrum of like, well, well, you know, God, clearly this is it, man. This is like what the cards were dealt and we just got to figure it out. For I, I feel like the truth is hopefully, you know, somewhere in the middle but between those two things. And so we have continued to try to really in a healthy way um, walk that balance of like we are going to do everything possible we can for her from a medical logical standpoint which you know oddly enough i would say i think god's still really involved in that that's not like the void of his influence or presence or whatever but also from day one every single day we pray for full and complete miraculous unexplainable healing that, yeah. that she will someday open her eyes and she she'll have a new brain and doctors would be like i don't know what to tell you this is weird um, and so I, I know I'm, I could also be totally wrong. Like I am human and imperfect and I've made a couple mistakes back in the nineties and been perfect since then, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, a couple, couple mistakes. So I could be totally wrong, but that's just the balance we feel like we, we are living in and, you know, whether God is going to do that really slowly, whether it's going to be just a suddenly one moment, she's totally healed, whether her full healing uh, isn't going to come till you know the other uh, after this life that uh, you know that could be part of it but 
Um, that's been that's just been a real significant part uh, of that journey. Intermixed with exactly you know kind of your original question, intermixed with like you know the biggest crisis of faith. Myself, my wife, many other close close friends, family around us have experienced the like biggest moments of doubt, of pain, of of anger, of hatred, of rebellion. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know it's it's intermixed with all that. So I don't I don't want to paint it like it's just been this. We've been totally fine because God's going to make it all right. It's yeah. like no man, there's been some wicked, wicked uh, uh, dark moments. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can I think imagine appropriately so. Totally. And, and I think one thing that my wife said to me after this diagnosis was like, you know, it's okay to mourn the life that you thought you were having, you know, like, totally, because that shit, it's, it's always on a Tuesday, you know, it's like, and it's never (laughs) the stuff that you were worried about, you know, it's never the stuff that you were busy worrying about. It's like out of the blue, like your life has just fucking changed. You know, or the life that you thought yeah. you were going to have has just changed dramatically. And I remember yeah. seeing your social media posts. I can't remember who had initially told me about it because I didn't see it right. Maybe it was Justin Carner. And it was like, I think Andrea oh, yeah. had like seen a chart or something and she was like, this is bad. And Andrew is a doctor, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, right? Yeah. because again, like you said, when you hear it, it's like a little, you know, a kid fell off a golf cart, hit her head. You're like, well, kids are resilient. You know, that that's where your mind goes right. originally. But like you said, fluke. Um, did you. What was the relationship like with the mom that was driving the golf cart? Like what? <laughs> Like, cause I can't imagine that. I can't imagine not looking at that person and being like, I know you're, it's not your fault, but like it it was you, you know, you, did that go through your mind? Did you, did you kind of struggle with that? Uh, I, I mean, being real honest, no. Uh, I think, I think Lindsay did and, and maybe still does to a point. Um, so this it's weird to say this, but I, I I felt this really early on that it it was almost like because of how fluky it was, not just that 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 being one of the reasons, but just because of how uh, silly. <laughs> you know, I remember thinking as we were in the midst of it, I was like, you know, I've heard stories of guys whose parachutes didn't open and they broke an ankle. Right. Or, you know, a dude right. falling off a water tower and he just got a hip bruise. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah. I just remember thinking, and, and so it was, I, I don't know how to say this without like speaking bad theology. Cause I actually don't, I don't think, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think God causes these kinds of things. Maybe, I, I don't think so. But the, the, because it was so, random unexplained should not have happened that made it super easy for me to not blame anybody yeah um uh, you know um <laughs> yeah i i think it's been much much harder for the mom who was driving which i can't imagine uh how painful and difficult that that must be 
you know, to feel responsible again, yeah. which I don't blame her. And we, we have communicated a whole bunch since then. They, I mean, they came to the hospital and visited her and Lindsay and I both were able to make very clear, like, we do not blame you. Like we, you know, we forgive you. We don't think you did anything wrong, but you need to hear us say like we, so we've had some really powerful moments of like healing and reconciliation. I know it's still, uh, uh, is, is super duper hard for her, which again, I just, I can't imagine. Yeah. That that would be that would be a really really tough thing to have to walk through to feel responsible and oh, I should have and I could have and but pretty early on I remember saying to Lynn's, I was like we can't do that we we cannot play the oh if only I would have if only and you know another thing this is so funny I think of this all the time but I am typically like hey if we commit to something we're doing it if we if we say we're gonna whatever we're gonna do it and I remember that evening. I remember the chair I was sitting in and Ava was playing with her friend across the street. And she also had swimming lessons that night too. And they had just been playing all day. It was like a gorgeous summer night uh, in, in August, August 22nd. And she came in and she asked me, she said, Hey, can I, can I keep playing and not go to swimming lessons? And it, I mean, just 99 times out of 99, I would have been like, no, baby, we got to go to swimming lessons. You know, yeah. we paid for it. You committed to, it, we're going to go. But just in that moment, I remember being like, yeah, you know what? you're having a good time. You're a kid. Heck yeah. You stay and play. We're going to take Phoenix and, and you play. So, and that was weird. Like that was, yeah. that, that, that yeah. should not have, have happened. So all, all of those things. And even it sounds uh, shallow, but even like the, the, the reaction on social media to it, like how quickly Lindsay already had a big following. She's pretty famous, but how quickly people responded and like my following and her following and people's like support and responsiveness, how quickly that happened. I just remember being like, Whoa, like something's happening, you know, here in a way that that doesn't make sense. It's like very much out of our control. Uh, you know, we named Ava, we named her Ava with an E uh, cause we felt that she was going to God. We felt like God said she, her life purpose was to bring life uh, to yeah. people, which uh, Ava with an E means life. And so at, at one point it was like, I, I was just like, Lord, are you, are you going to like, and he's done this leaps and bounds. Like, are you going to use Ava in this way to, to bring life and, and love to people? Like, that's not, as you said, that's not at all how I would have planned it or imagined it or right. pictured it, uh, you know, but he's done it. So anyway, that's a long answer. I apologize, but um, no, no, no. It, it, it for whatever reason, man, like real, re, almost, almost right away, it was just easy for me to not blame anybody because there were 10 million coulda, woulda, shouldas. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't envy people who have to deal with tragedy when it comes to like drunk driving or, um, uh, you know, serial killing or you fill in the blank of all the horrific things out there because that, that would feel so different. It's like, this was a choice this person made, yeah. you know, in, intended to harm. I, I, I've thought of that, like that would be a really, really hard thing to walk through. I don't know how I would handle that kind of thing, but for, for me specifically in my, in my situation that, that, uh, you know, I, I would say thankfully has, has not been a part of what I've had to walk through. Yeah. And with your, uh, with your son, I, how have you unpacked that journey with him? Like how, what was that like? Cause I know for our youngest, it's like mom and dad are in the hospital again. I'm with grandma and like, he's two, so he doesn't know it, but he, he feels that separation. So when you guys were, you know, trying to make yeah. that balance while she was in the hospital for weeks, were you guys doing shifts trading off? 
or was it like child was like your mom i imagine was at home with with the little guy probably also mm -hmm. yeah it was it was all of the above it was um uh we i mean we had a great support of of friends and uh my mom as well who who lives close to us um and they made that incredibly easy i mean we we joke about it now but it's like those first couple weeks he phoenix had a great time it was just yeah. like friends houses and chuck e cheese and you know grandmas and movie nights and so you know he had a really good time those first couple weeks yeah yeah man that's a really really good question um uh what's interesting and i you know i've talked to many parents with with children with special needs and yeah for sure like when one child has different uh needs or 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 disabilities that affects their their siblings in a lot of way and so it's funny because phoenix kind of went from they're four years apart and so he went from being a younger brother and then for about a year just with the amount of time that that we had to spend in the hospital he was kind of an only child um because ava wasn't home yeah uh and then even in the midst of that, and anytime Ava does have to go back to the hospital for a maybe a little bit longer stretch, he also has experienced like, uh, you know, single parenthood. It's either me or it's uh, mama. Um, so, so, and I've seen, I've seen the way that's uh, affected him um, in the sense that he, when he's feeling uh, that instability, he really needs like clear expectations. What's yeah. going to happen when, who am I going to be with? What time, what time is that going to happen? And if it changes or it's different, it's really, really hard for him to adjust to that. What's interesting is when we've had seasons of stability. So when there has been a couple months where it's like, we've all been home, Ava's not had any big thing going on. Um, more of what I would argue his, his, like true personality comes out and he is much more like adventurous spontaneous you know adjust to change no problem so it's interesting to see like yeah. i can see it, how that experience affected him but it's helpful that we're aware of it to know like when this comes up here's how i know we have to really help lead him through this and, and keep that kind of up until we sort of see uh him be a little bit more true to himself when he feels more, more of that stability which is like i said that's that that's yeah good to see i mean the other thing that's really a blessing is i feel like he was kind of at the perfect age when the accident happened he was three at the time and so he was old enough to get like hey we're in the hospital uh you know ava got hurt etc but not old enough to really understand how serious it, it was kind of yeah. thing and not absorb some of that trauma um and since then he's seven now uh Part of what I really love is, I mean, Ava's like very special needs. She's a hundred percent dependent, nonverbal. Um, and so she's like really an extreme case, but for him, all of that's kind of normal. And yeah. so I, I've, I've seen elements of that, that I actually really kind of appreciate that, um, you know, other kids in wheelchairs, it's not a weird, that's not weird for him. Right. Um, you know, other kids who are nonverbal or, you know, communicate through noise or, or, or whatever he get he gets that. So I, part of me is like, that's a, that's a, I think that's a cool element to the way he's growing up that, um, you know, her being in the minority of typical, 
is not something that's going to like throw him for the rest of his life because he's just grown up with that being yeah. normal. That's the way that he sees the world. It's it's interesting the the places you find gratitude. You know, it's like yeah, I'm glad this happened over winter break. You know what I mean? Like, sure, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Well, I'm. Well, I mean, one of the big things was that I can't imagine if this had happened during COVID. And we weren't allowed to have people in the hospital because good heavens, man, those first, you know, couple months, it was like, we would have, we, we broke all the, all the, uh, maximum visitors rules. We just shattered them in the hallways. And cause we were like, this, you know, we need this. And then there were conversations about like, do you want to, if, if she needs life support, do you want us to do that? Or should we, you know, let her go? Or so it's all these like crazy conversations we never thought we'd be having about our, our little girl. And we're like, we need all of these people here and more people out there ready to to come in when we need a refresher. So yeah. and and you know, for some of the people who I know have gone through tragedy during COVID when there was like restrictions and visitors, I mean that must have that would I'm sure that must have been just incredibly lonely, just really, yeah. really difficult to try to manage that uh, no doubt solo in a lot of ways. I remember yeah. when he when Ali was having like the rolling seizures when they didn't know like what was really mm. causing it and like if they could get it to stop. I remember being in Lurie's and having that, like what I call it the Abraham moment where it's like, all right, there are worse things than falling asleep as a four-year-old and waking up in paradise, you know? So if that's the option, yeah, like I'll have yeah, to man. figure out how to deal with it, but that's gotta be better than, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's funny yeah, because that's, that's, uh, that's always been a part of the Bible that it's hard to reconcile with me because I'm like Abraham, like what a fucking asshole, you know, like that's your kid, and then you realize the allegory, <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, got it, got it, you know, it's it's not yeah, it is your kid, cool, but it's I don't not. Think your I've kid. ever made that. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a great connection. I don't know if I've ever thought of in that way, but I I identify because yeah, there were moments. I mean, one in particular where, like I said, they they were they were about to extubate her breathing tube, and they're like, "We don't think she'll be able to breathe on her own. She's been on this for a long time." Um, and do you want us to revive her? And we said no. We were. It was that moment yeah. of like, you know what, man? If if this, we don't want to fight what what God might be doing. And so, if He wants her here with us, she's going to breathe. And if not, then yeah, we want her to go be in paradise with Him. And uh, and and she breathed like. No problem. She was totally wow. fine, and so that was that was one of those moments. I mean, yeah, there's another moment where the her intracranial pressure uh, was rising, and uh, they had a they had a monitor on it. That was that's one of the more dangerous things because if too much pressure builds up, it ruptures the brainstem, and then and then you die or best case scenario become brain dead. And so they said they were like these next few days are going to be real critical. We had the monitor on. And so I asked, I said, what's the, you know, like, what's the danger zone? And they said, if we get above 35, that's pretty dangerous. Uh, and they were like, the highest we've seen is, is like 45. And then, and then that's, that's usually when something irreversible happens. And at one point, Ava was at 67. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. So literally in this moment, like we're just prepping for like, yeah. Like the the heart monitor to go flat and you know it's just like that they were just like hey you need to be prepared for this that we're so oh sorry my God. 
And then it came down and then it came down and then it came down. And now she like, like smiles every day and responds to like recognizes songs and is still really feisty and silly in her own little ways and, you know, can communicate through blinking, sometimes turning her voice on. And, every, you know, we show, we send these to the doctors and they're legitimately like, that's it, like incredible. That should not be able to be happening. Yeah. For, for her. Yeah. Um, which is miraculous. So, yeah. I mean, you know, yes, it's, and, and that is like, it's not lost on me that like we, owe, we explain away the miracle, the miraculous, like, I'm dumb enough to really not understand how you put a seed in the ground and a flower. Grow. That's a miracle to me. You know, I'm sure science does explain <laughs> that system, but it's still like you're taking an inanimate object and putting it in an inanimate object and it like grows, you know? So yeah, with <clears throat> things like this, you know, it's like, I almost feel guilty praying that, you know, like for, for Oliver, I almost feel guilty being like, God, take this away, you know? But I also mm. am like, I do believe in miracles. I believe miracles happen every day, you know? And and so do with this what you will, God, which is yeah, terrifying. That's great. And, and I, for sure, dude, good <laughs> Lord, that's so risky to step out on that, on that plank. Um, you know, man, I think it goes back to something you said earlier, which is funny. It's been on my mind a ton recently, which is like, what, what is the role that expectations need, needs to play in our lives? You know, I've, I mean, I've asked the question, like, should I ever have expectations for anything? Right. Because I have learned, you have learned, mi millions of people have learned firsthand. Life is not going to go according to your expectations, maybe for a season, maybe a particular moment, maybe something or other. But I just have seen I just think the most bitterness and pain and frustration sometimes can be traced back to the root of like, this is not what I expected or yeah. wanted. And in if you stay stuck in that, you lose the ability to see what actually is happening. And in fact, might, might kind of be better yeah. uh, in the long term. And for somebody like myself, I don't want to put this on anybody else, but for somebody like myself, like I believe in a God who, uh, actually lives outside of time. Uh, and, and so, you know, me being bound by the constraints of time, like, who am I to say, this is the wrong decision, God, you really should do this. Whereas he's like, you know what, actually, man, like, give it a couple years, give it a couple months, give it forever. And you will see that it's actually, I like, I'm convinced every single person in history, if, if, if the moment we die, we are played a timeline of our lives, every single bad thing that happened, we would look back and be like, Oh, actually, yeah, that was, that was better. I see how God used that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I see how yeah. he used that for, or you can redeem it and reframe my it growth or for, or for yeah. somebody else's impact that I'll never know about. Right. Like what, you know, what if a thing that I suffered caused me to say something to somebody that caused them to think this, and then they made this decision and that, you know, there's, I, we never know the spindles of time and, 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 and people that are going to go out. And God's like, you will never, ever know why you had to you know get in that that fender bender that was inconvenient that was annoying that made you late whatever but i actually used that to bless somebody seven years later in a way that 
caused them to change the way they parent. And then their kid grew up. You know what I'm saying? Like we just, we can't know all that. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's also like, like why do, why do bad things happen? Well, bad things happen because, you know, there, there's, there's physics, there's all of these different things that are, there's no moral assignment to them. It's just, it, it is what it is. And like you said earlier, you know, I don't think God causes bad things. I don't think God causes anything. I think it's a closed system. You know, God can be involved, sure. But like, ultimately, also, we are the ambassadors of the kingdom. So in your instance, and you spoke to this, and and in my instance, community has been the thing. The, yeah, yeah. you know, like without it, I I don't know how I would process this new life, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about that all the time, like people that, that are on islands for whatever reason, going through tragedy, it's like, there's always somebody worse. There's always something worse, you know, which is, which is not a optimistic outlook in life, but it's true. It's like, yeah. um, Yeah. 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 Um, You know, one thing I was going to say, and I, I thought of this right when, when you had asked me to to join you, which I again I'm really thankful to, to be here. Like as a dad, you had mentioned something really profound, which is which is mourning back to the expectations, like sure. mourning the the life that you kind of expected. Uh, and and that has actually been a really long journey for me to mourn uh my my relationship and experience with my my little girl as a yeah. as, I mean I was so psyched to have a girl first Ava and I have a real you know for the up until her accident had a real special relationship that I think was really neat uh, and after you know since then uh, especially since she's been home she's been more stable like I said she's you know reactive and responsive and communicative in, in her own little ways um, I, I it has taken me, it's taking me a while to figure out uh, how to be her dad uh, now. And so one of the clarities for me was really helpful, which is um, like who she is has not changed, but how she is has changed drastically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I know, I know it's kind of cliche, but, but I, had this experience and I know a lot of dads have said the same thing where it's like when, when your kids are infants, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like a real connection. I know some do and that's, that's wonderful, but I, it like it, it wasn't until both my kids had some level of engagement with me that yeah. I felt like a different level of connection. So when it's like locking eyes, I can make them laugh, you know, and I know that continues uh, as they grow up, shared experiences and sports and all that kind of thing. Uh, and in a lot of ways, Ava is how she is, is very much like an infant. Um, and that like bummed me out hard when I made that connection of like, this is why it's really hard for me to yeah. feel connected to her because, um, you know, she, she can see, but she can't really lock eyes with me uh, yeah. right now. Um, you know, she can respond and I, and I can make her smile. And when I do that, that's like the highlight of my day for sure. Um, but it's taken a lot of mourning, a lot of like dumb 
selfish tantrums of, of like, I don't want this. I don't know how to do this. This, this is not the kind of relationship I wanted with the, with my kid, with my daughter. Uh, but I'm just, but, I, and, I, and I still have moments like that and days like that, but yeah, it's just a journey that I, again, I'm still really on to figure out what that looks like. And so I'm, I'm uh, been trying to take steps in that direction and like just really grabbing hard to, to stuff when I feel like, oh, this is a way that, that we can connect and, and also like dying to things that were ways we did connect that yeah. we can't anymore so for the first seven years of her life every single month i would take her on a date on the 15th which she was born on november 15th so we did it we did abba dates every single month and it was like oh, oh, amazing and i had to die to that like we tried that uh, i mean i tried that since her accident but just with how depending on how she's doing and, and her mood like sometimes that yeah. was actually less fun for her she needed right. less stimulation so, for example, like one of the biggest things has just been reading to her, which we actually never really did before. I mean, we would do like bedtime stories and stuff, but that was one thing I, I found like I enjoyed the story and reading. She, I could tell, really enjoyed it. And so uh, just in the past two years, we have read through like all of Harry Potter. We read wow. The Hobbit. We read uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, what was the other? Percy Jackson. We're uh, halfway through the final book of the Hunger Games, you know, so that's just been something that's been helpful for me as a dad to like have something intentional of like researching book series and asking other dads and other parents. Uh, and then when Ava and I read together, man, it's like, in fact, at the end of Lizzie, this, this like shocked her, but at the end of Harry Potter, I'm going to ruin it, but your listeners have had plenty of time. So it's, uh, I'm not spoiling. There's a but when Voldemort died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when Voldemort died at the end of, you know, at the end of the final Harry Potter book, Ava's face, she got this big smile, like her face lit up. And That's Lindsay happened awesome. to be walking by and she's like, oh, my gosh, what? You know, so any doubt <laughs> that her or I might have had, like, are you listening? Like, are you really engaged yeah. in hearing this? So anyway, that that's one of the things that I've just grasped hold on. I'm like, okay, I'm sure there'll be more, and I know there'll be more as she gets older and as um, you know her needs change, and, and there'll be more little miracles and maybe big miracles along the way. But yeah. as a dad, that is that is a journey I'm trying to figure out. That I'm sure you know for you as well. I, uh, again, you mentioned that morning thing. That's that's so true to have to die to some of that, and then like find new life and other things that are not what yeah. I wanted, not what I expected, but not worse. I can't, I can't say the words. It's just different. But I think it's so important. Like if you, cause the natural tendency for me in, in anytime anything has ever gone bad is to shut down completely historically. And I think yeah. if I did that here, I would miss that whole other side of it. And I think yeah. I, I see and know why people do that. And it's a struggle 100%. to not do that. Because yeah. it'd be so easy to just be like, you know what? Fuck this, dude. This is too yep. hard. I didn't sign up for that. I didn't even want to have fucking kids late in life. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, you but, know, I mean, you know, part of my journey was was for about a year I abused alcohol to to do exactly that. Yeah. And I was like super engaged all day. Uh, but once seven o'clock hit, I just wanted to like not think anymore, not feel totally. anymore, numb out, crash. And I remember uh, we'll save that for another conversation. But I do re uh, I remember Donald Miller said this one time, and whatever you think of him, I thought this was really insightful, where uh, he talked about a really dark moment in his life. 
And he said, up until that moment, he's like, I've never understood why anybody would commit suicide. He's like, it just did not compute for me why anybody would want to end their life. And he was like, I was sitting in a hotel lobby, the darkest moment of my life. And he goes, I was not, I didn't want to kill myself. He's like, but I remember for the first time I got it. And I was like, oh, this is that. So for me, although, I mean, I've never done a drug in my life, probably mostly because Again, being homeschooled, it wasn't offered. I've never had the opportunity to. Who knows what would have happened? But I remember ignorantly before Ava's accident, I always was like, why would anybody do drugs? Like, why would you, especially the heart, you know, marijuana, whatever, but you like do like Coke and heroin. Like, why would you ever get? And I remember probably in the throes of my alcohol addiction, I, I didn't want to. I never like tried and never whatever. But I remember thinking for the first time, like, oh, I get it. I get why yeah. somebody for whatever reason, uh, regardless of how, you know, quote unquote, the pain was. Don't yeah, play no. my, my computer. So it's probably going to be worse audio. Can you still hear me? Yeah. 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 All right. But anyway, so for, I just remember for the first time, just being like, Oh, I, I, I get that, which again, I did for uh, about a year with, with uh, drinking and nothing, nothing good came of that, but yeah. But it is, it's, you know, it's bye-bye, see ya, you know, at least for a mini vacation. Yeah. Um, when did you, what made you realize that you had come to a problem? Well, <clears throat> I mean, being honest, like I was aware of it uh, and just didn't care enough to get yeah. get real. Um, so it, it just, I was caught, honestly, that's the only reason that it came out, but it was one of those, you know, like once you're caught, uh, like once I was caught and, and by my wife and saw just the like intensity of how much that hurt her, um, probably more so just the amount of lying I did to her. I think that probably hurt her at at least the same amount as the drinking, if not way more and the gaslighting and all that kind of thing. Betrayal. Yeah. 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 Um, and so it was one of those, like once it came out, I, I could see it in a, in a less subjective way, less selfish way uh, yeah. for what it was and and the risk. I, th- I mean, the biggest point of shame for me, probably equal to the amount that I lied to Lindsay was the, there's really no other word for it, but just like the danger that I put Ava in, Yeah. in that, you know, when, when not, not from me, but Sure. You know, no. if I, if I was having to respond to a situation. In, yeah. Yeah. And if something happened with her and I was dead asleep or just, I couldn't drive or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. just, that, that I am still working through some of that, some of that shame of like, what a terrible, terrible decision that that was many, many times. Um, and so once I came out, it was like, I saw the risk to her. I saw the damage it was doing in my marriage. I saw the risk for you know, my ministry and my, my vocation, which happened to be the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, me as a dad. So yeah, that, I, it's been a really healing, but really long journey uh, since then of, of like recovery and, and conversations and meeting some incredible people and practical steps and, and all, yeah, all that kind of thing. So there's, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I definitely want to chat with you a, a, a part two. I'm getting a text from my wife from the other room. I got to go relieve her. I sleep next to our 
child to watch him overnight to make sure he doesn't have seizures in his sleep, which is a fun thing that I didn't think I'd be doing. Good dad move, man. A year ago. Oh, that's a good yeah. dad move. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I didn't know my biological father. Uh, I met him like a couple times, but I had no relationship with him. And so part of this is like, hmm. part of this is like that scene in Goodfellas, in Goodfellas when uh, De Niro's leaving the diner and he knocks on the FBI guy's car and he's like, wake up fuckers, we got to go. You know, like I, my biological father's passed on. I <laughs> symbolically do that every morning. I'm like, this is what it's like to be a fucking dad. Let's go, you know, kind of thing. It's like, this is what you opted out of. Let's do it. And so I, I take this like, weird sense of pride of being like, I'm doing what you didn't do. Yeah. You know, and I'll take anything Dude, at this that's point huge, for motivation. <laughs> like, yeah, no, for sure. No, but for I sure. mean, you, you know, you making the choice to like break that cycle is, is huge. And, you know, going back to kind of what I said earlier, like you, you just will not know the repercussions of your, of these good decisions. Totally. Cause it's not, it's not instant. It's not no. instant gratification. You no, don't get the prize right away. You know, you might not ever know in this lifetime, but, totally. but the, the seeds that you're planting now are going to, are going to come to fruition maybe 50 years that, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road. Totally. Um, which is a, big deal man like i my dad wasn't a great dad but i remember i got to an age where i remember realizing how hard he tried compared to how some of the really really terrible things that his dad did to him right right and that was a key moment for me like oh he honestly was loving me the best he knew how and that was leaps and bounds better than how he was parented yeah I, like i want to do the same thing i'm not gonna be perfect i'm gonna screw some a lot of stuff up but i i want to try to make that effort to and move it forward even the more. same way that my dad did because yeah. i had a lot of respect for that yeah yeah absolutely um before we close this one what are what is a pearl of wisdom what is a gem that you've kind of gained in this in in this experience that you want to share with a listening audience oh man <clears throat> uh one one day at a time yeah. Um, that was said to us uh, right after Ava's emergency brain surgery by her neurosurgeon, who we've gotten to know very, very well since then. And, you know, I didn't know at the time how important that would be um, because he could sort of see the, from a medical standpoint, he could like see the whole picture, obviously. Um, and so he was wise enough to say, and he's like, you guys just got to take it one day at a time. And I thought of that hundreds of times of yeah. when, when the, the, the what ifs and the what will, and what about start to pile up. I just, you just got to go, nope, I got to get through today and uh, stay in this moment, do that as best as I can. And not because yeah. it would, it would be too, it would be too overwhelming. It would be crushing in some of those moments to try to consider too far into the, into the future, even as far as tomorrow. Yeah. So no, 100% one, one day at a time. Well, thank you for sitting yeah, down. A friend and of mine too. Oops. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Well, no, I just was going to say this, this popped into my head too, but uh, a friend of mine, they had come to visit Ava in the hospital it was like two days after her accident. And she said it kind of offhandedly, like didn't, wasn't even really like talking to us. 
So he actually was holding up his hand, looking at her all like bandaged up and tubes and stuff going in and out. And she just uh, almost like I said, under her breath, she goes, this will all make sense someday. And I've, again, I've never forgotten that. And I've really yeah. held on to that. It's too where almost, almost simultaneously like, okay, I'm just going to take it today. I'm going to just get through today. And all of this will make sense someday. Absolutely. I believe yeah, that. Those, sorry. But those, no. yeah, those two things have lived in those. And I think it, it reminds me of something that I heard. I don't even know where I heard it, but it was like, it'll all work out in the end. And if it isn't all right, it's not the end or something like that. Like it'll, Ooh, it'll be all right good. in the end. And if it's not yeah. all right, it's not the end. Um, well, thank you so much that's for awesome. chatting with me, it. dude. Yeah. It's great to catch up with you. Let's, uh, let's do it again very, very soon. I want to do a part two. Um, I also want to get you on the good fathers podcast yeah, man. Uh, and talk to you more about, about that, because I think, I think you would be a key element in like, you know, it's just what we're doing right now, just celebrating fatherhood, kind of talking about the hard parts of father because dudes don't get to have many conversations like this. So um yeah i appreciate yeah, you, sure. you being open and honest and and hopefully you know people listening to this if they're going through stuff it it they they pull some gems out of it i know i did for sure um so i appreciate you you chatting about it man yeah thank you man and uh no i i really appreciate the opportunity and you know, I, I don't know, this sounds weird, but if, if anybody that like connects with you or listening or whatever, I'm more than willing to have a conversation. If, if, you know, somebody may be going through something real difficult like that, like I, I, as you said, like community can just be such a, such a, a totally. lifeline. So if, if anybody reach out, that's, I'd be more than willing to like connect and, and where can they find listen. you? At? Um, I, uh, I mean, yeah, social media is just at Dugan Trabandi, Facebook, Dugan Trabandi, Instagram, Twitter. I don't really check Twitter a ton, but yeah. So yeah, any any just any any uh, direct message on, on social media. I'd love to I'd love to connect for sure. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, man. Not Thank you. you so much. I'd, I would prefer you not contact. No, no, no. We got the restraining order, so this yeah, is... great. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, you have a great night. It was great chatting with Thanks, you. Thanks, man. Uh, we'll do it again soon, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Have a good one.